Hello everybody, or should I say a good evening? Welcome back to another episode of uh, Nick Primanga Muti. Muti, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gentlemen, as you can see, we've got uh, we've got Wonga Denga, the Dengasaurus, and Nick Stothard, the King of the North in the house. And of course, I'm your host, Cloudy, or you can call me Cloudy or Brr. Um, obviously, today, 15 games have been played, and Arsenal fans are happy, ladies and gentlemen, just in case you notice that despite their poor English League Cup showing, they did have a good 1 0 victory over Chelsea, and they still topped the log, so good news for them. We've got the Saudis yes. Tune Army making it four wins in a row, sitting pretty on third, scoring 11 goals, I think it is, in four games. Something I don't think you've seen in a long time there, Nick. And then, obviously, yeah. it's no coincidence that um, Mr. Good Evening did not give Man United a good evening and Celo is not with us tonight, um, <laughs> just in case you're wondering there. And then, of course, the Liverpool. There's a lot to talk from a Liverpool perspective, largely regarding FSG, wanting to put up the club for sale, and, 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 mm. and, and. And then, of course, we're going to finish off today with a bit of a World Cup chat and your predictions. Wonga Denga, Nick Stothar, gentlemen. How's your day been so far? Hey, man, my day was, uh, it was busy. It was busy, um, all smiles. Um, I actually get now to taunt the kids, eh? Um, <laughs> you know, before, last year I was quiet. Uh, I never used to ask the kids uh, what team you support. But now I'm buzzing there, <laughs> asking the kids what team they support. <laughs> They're not happy with me because I'm telling them <laughs> we're currently the best team in England and no one's happy with me at all. But yeah, it's, uh, at least I've Wonga, got a place Wonga, to stand. Just hang on there, Nick. Don't you think it's quite funny that it's only taken him, what, two and a half years for his team to make the top <laughs> of the log and now his internet connection suddenly works a lot better. What's going yeah, on there? All of a sudden. And his, and his screen is a lot clearer. Um, I think he's getting excited. Maybe he's, uh, yeah. maybe he's got some budget now. There's... Uh, Dan Kroenke is, uh, is pushing you to, to improve your feed there, Wonga, just because you're on top. <laughs> to be fair, he's not the only one, Nick. Both of you, the, the, from where we started to where the two of you are sitting right now, holy, holy moly. Like yeah, look, he's, are, they, they gave him a green screen. They, they gave him a green screen there. Check it out. Uh, they, haven't, they haven't given me one yet. Nah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, just feel so the money's I'm, out. I'm, listen, it's, it's, it's exciting times, I think, for both of us, but I think I think there's a I don't know Wonga and I think Wonga's lying if he if he doesn't agree with me now, but uh, I I just want to enjoy it while while it lasts um, because it can it can, listen it can it, you know the wheels can you come off very lost, quickly. You 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 got a bottomless pit of green. Yeah. Not just, uh, the, listen, just the support. Listen, the, Claudio, the Claudio, I'm talking I'm talking about the right now, um, the here and now. I think. In particular, you know, obviously it would be great if we finish off in the top four. Um, but the likelihood is still probably slim, I would say. Um, and for, for for Arsenal to win the league realistically is the chances are there. But, you know, like I said to you, the wheels can fall off. Um, I'm, I, listen, I know the long term long term for us, we, we're in a great space. Um, yeah. But, but you know, it's, it's, it's human nature. We want instant success. So, yeah. I, I agree with you on that one. Wonga, Wonga, before you start chatting, we've got a name here who's been absent for a long time. He's just said hi, gents. Look, look hey, at that. I think, I think it's because been, uh, that, that uh, Todd Bowley took over the team. So 
He's obviously not been too happy with that and probably taking it. He don't like no corn dogs. He doesn't like corn dogs. They're being thrown around at his stadium at, uh, you know, with all the blue kits. No, 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 no. Gents, before we continue, I just need to tell everyone, if you haven't done the right thing, don't forget to, of course. Nick added on cue. Right, we're just going right. to move on and we're going to talk about what we do. Obviously, because we've got one show and this is pre-match Muti uh, brought to you by God Launch TV, what we're going to do is we're going to kick off the first game and that's the big game. That's the big game why Wonga's coming smiling. It is obviously the result of a Chelsea away at Stamford Bridge and it is a big one because it was a good test. Not so much for Chelsea's sake, but for Arsenal's sake and they still top the log. Wonga, how are you feeling about all of this? No, I'm, I'm feeling... Uh... I'm feeling great, man. I think it was a, it was a good result. Um, the the performance of the team as well. I think everyone, um, Darren Neville, even admitted, you know, that he, he it's exactly what Nicky's saying is that you know it's, you feel like the, the wheels will fall off at some point, but the performance um, that they put in on the day uh, tells you that, uh, and these are these are still the words of uh, Gary Neville, is that the performance on the day does tell you that they are contending for it. Um, but they most likely Gary will Neville. No, that finish. guy's bipolar. He's clickbait. That's all he is. Yeah. So don't take, take his yeah. word as a pinch of salt there, Wangadenga. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I mean, what he was saying, I'm just saying because, you know, he's also at someone, at where I saw from and I had them, you know, the same opinion is that, you know, you do feel the wheels are full of, but definitely they, they, they get a top four finish. And like, even he was saying as well, you know, that, um, can you see how clear his picture is? It's the clearest this man's been throughout this whole time we've done Goal Lounge TV. He's even got a Wi-Fi booster in his house. Now that his team's topping the log, continue. Sorry, Wonga. Look, even yeah, yeah, saying, to... Wonga Shaka. Wonga Shaka. Look, Captain, Captain Shaka. <laughs> and it's it's the... What I like... I don't know, sometimes it scares me, you know, when they pass oh, sure. back. I've never... I've never, I've never, um, yeah, Ajun, you there. You, you see Arsenal at, we're in the top, eh? We're in the top. Yeah, long time, long time. Uh, so long, <laughs> we've climbed so many places. Um, uh, but you, you see the way we, um, the way we play in Claudio, it's, I don't know, sometimes it's scary, but I, I, I like it. You know, they play, they're playing from the back. There's a lot of confidence in the team, but we, we absolutely dominated Chelsea. Um, I mean, it's, you could you could literally say the Chelsea were not there. Um, and it's, it's also one of those things, I can't, I think it was last year, the year before, we beat we beat the Tottenham as well. We were good on form. We beat them three 0 um, And you know, you ask yourself the question: Was it a good performance by Arsenal, or was it really a poor showing by the other team? I mean, second half they did come out, they tried, but you know, again, we we kept it we kept it going, and we did mention last. Um, we did. Oh, sorry, I have to read this guy and saying, saying for how long? Yeah, longer? Arsenal is like an elephant on top of a tree. You don't know how it got out, but it's not that it's gonna fall down. Yeah, I, 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 I do look. Uh, let me just sorry. Let me not uh, jump things here. But going according to the game, I think we, we, uh, William Saliba, I mentioned last week was, um, was our, I would say, what is what word did I use now? Um, I don't know what word I use now, but he was David. Oh, impact, yeah, impact player for this impact signing for this for this year, and he did well. You know, he, he and again in that match, he um, did very well. You know, uh, kept gave, gave us a clean sheet. And um, if I'm looking now, like I know, I'm just answering what uh, what I mean. What Arjun was saying, there. I do think, I do think, um, I did mention it before that if if we had played Man City. Uh, I think we would have gotten a loss and maybe would have started something for us. 
Um, I think it is a, a blessing that now we play them after the World Cup, you know. Um, we've managed to keep it. It's given us a nice record. I, I do think they'll beat us. I do think Man City will probably take the league. And yes, Nick, I am enjoying the moment. <laughs> like, it's going to be stupid for me not to be smiling now. You know, I'm rubbing it in. I'm hope- I, I am also hoping that it continues until the end because that'll be even better for me. You know, I don't think you guys will enjoy me if we do win the league. So, <laughs> you better hope it, it doesn't happen. What is uh, Jason saying? Oteta needs a 47% win ratio from now until the end of the season. Yeah, it's difficult. Liverpool did it last year and still didn't win the league. No, he said yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> He's saying top four. Huh? He just needs... What? He just says... Hey! Yeah, top four. Not, not top oh, yeah, four, but I think we'll do it. I think we'll do it. I think right. we'll do it. I think we'll right. do it. But that's fair. It's good. I mean, it's, it's quite nice that you've come in here. We've got one week before the World Cup and obviously one more fixture before the World Cup breaks. And we've got a couple of regulars in the house, so we appreciate all of you, gentlemen. Thank you for coming back. Yes, yes. Um, um, but on the other side of the coin there, Nick, this side of the coin, whom's this side of the coin? I mean, Nick, what's going on oh. here? We're absolute shambles. What's going yeah, on here? A... They were playing Arsenal, guys, so just be a bit easier, man. No, they... <laughs> I, I, I mean, know, just, I, just, just, I think just I... before you go into it, Nick, just before you go into it, they lost four games. So they've won one game in the last five. They've drawn two, lost two back-to-back. I mean, under the Roman Abramovich era, this is um, sackable. This is a sackable offense. So, Listen, yeah, I, we, think, we, we... I, I, I personally, you know... If I do feel for Potter in a way, I do think it is a good squad. Um, mm. However, it's not his squad, so he can always fall back on that. Um, and unfortunately, you know, they made the decision. He's, uh, you know, the owner's got to live with it now. And Potter took the job. You know, Potter could have stayed with a Brighton team that that is that is trying to to to, to break that top seven, top six mold. Um, but I I don't know. I don't think there's chemistry. I think I think there's some really good players, but I don't think they all fit in the same team, and and I don't think Aubameyang is that number nine that they were looking for. To be honest, with you. I think they 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 don't have thirty a thirty or twenty to thirty goal season striker, and uh, you know as as good as Aubameyang is, um, I think he can be a little bit of a bad apple when he wants to be. Um, yep. And I think Potter, Potter is going to, you know, he's going to live by, you know, what he says, live or die by what he says and, and, and yep. what he tries to, to do and, and, and instill in this team. And he's got a specific way he wants to play. And, you know, I would like to say give him time. Um, but unfortunately, at Chelsea, you don't get time, um, even though it's a new era now. Um, but I think for Well, for, well for, the thing for is, them, from the timing perspective, I think the fans are also not used to having time you know so that they're used to this instant success so the only reason they're not turning on Potter as things stand is because he's an English manager but deep down that resentment will build and there's only a matter of time before the the, yeah. the fans start turning on the manager and then the owner has a big choice to make because if he doesn't get rid of him then he becomes uh, a bit of a glazer situation there. I do think I do also think that he needs to probably change his ways you know he's this guy in the media who's Mr. Nice uh, nice in the Premier League he's He's cool, calm, and collected. Um, he, he's he's quite boring to watch on the side of the field. Whereas if you look at all the all the top six managers, they they've got a bit of uh, like a bit of something about them. Um, you know, Potter. Yeah. You know, I was listening to to someone speak about it the other day, and you know, he's he's he doesn't like he shows like no emotion on the side. Um, and I and I do think maybe that's that might be 
that might be filtering down to the players and maybe there's he, he's more of a he's got more of a scientific approach where you know sometimes you need that Jurgen Klopp or that Jose Mourinho fire there on the side of the field to mm. to, to really rally your players because sometimes that that is the kickstart or the trigger um, that will stimulate the players and, and get them to play for you. So um, he's learning. You know, this job is is massive in comparison to what he's had. And, um, you know, mm. I, I do wish, wish him all the best, but I do think he's going to fall back on the fact that he hasn't selected this squad and he'll need time. And um, whether or not he gets it, I'm not so sure. But it's not, it's not likely that they'll be in the top four um, come, come Christmas. No, I don't think they no. can be in the top four one game before yeah. Christmas and they'll No, they can't be it. And I, and I think uh, you've touched on the Bamiyang situation. When you look at it, I mean, when, when last have you heard of a Chelsea side only scoring 17 goals? That's where they're sitting right now. They scored yeah. 17 goals and they've conceded 16 goals. I mean, right now it's to the point of the guy who's just trying to find his way and trying to see what he can do. And the problem is when you're trying to figure it out, the players can sniff that, they sense that and they know, hey, he doesn't really know what he's doing. Do we believe him? So we're not going to go out there and it's only a matter of time before he leaves. Wonga, don't you think that Nick over here is going for the Graham Potter look, though? Give this man a polar neck and he looks like he belongs in the Stamford Bridge dugout. <laughs> nah, man. Take it easy, guys. Take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah, there we go. Put nah, sake. The positive is he's not wearing those ridiculous polar necks. It's because he's been sent. They've, he sent them to Nick, uh, Pums. So watch out, Nick. Sure, maybe, maybe <laughs> he's got them on there. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, but listen. What I would say is just to just to end off on on maybe the top six and the the so-called top six. I don't think it's ever been as threatened as it is right now. If I'm honest yeah, with you, I agree with I'm not just you. saying because of Newcastle. I'm saying a resurgent Brighton. Um, you know, yeah. a West Ham that's been there and thereabouts. Um, generally, it's only one team per Wait, season. Wait, sorry, who was the last that, one? Did you say West Ham? Well, no, I'm saying West Ham did it Before two, in the last two West seasons. Ham are struggling they, at the moment. Away. Yeah, they're struggling. No, 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 but I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying in general, it's always one team that yeah. sort of throws the cat amongst the pigeons. But now you've got mm. two, if not potentially three, by the time the new year comes. Um, you know, there's some teams that are a real threat of, of, of missing out on Champions League football, but potentially missing out on, on, on European football altogether. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. all, the, all the London teams in the Premier League went out. The only London team of the Cup last night. I mean, if there was a trophy that Spurs need to win, it's either the FA Cup or the Carabao Cup because they're not going to well, win think, anything else. Well, yeah. we'll chat about the Spurs sort of prospects. We'll get to that in terms of, I mean, it looks like the, the Spurs fans are turning on Conte, but we'll get into that just now. With regards to just discussing the, the top, breaking the top six, when you're looking at the likes of Brighton, you're looking at the likes of Fulham, both those sides have scored more goals this season to date than Man United and Chelsea. So that's also quite telling when you're going, okay, I understand clubs are going through transition, but in this tournament, in the league, you've got to be scoring goals to be climbing. And that's why Brighton's sitting sixth and then Fulham are sitting ninth, just under Liverpool at the moment in time. So and that just shows right, you Nick. also, Brighton lost, Brighton lost four games in a row after Potter left. And, and they're still there. I think they are they above Chelsea. I think they are above yep, Chelsea. they are. They are. Or yeah, just on goal difference. And, on goal difference, and <laughs> and that just shows you what what good of a start they had, um, mm. and it looks like the wheels turning for for the new manager there. Um, so, you know, if I'm a Man United, uh, a Liverpool, or a Chelsea fan, uh, even a Spurs, because their recent performances have been pretty poor, um, you know, I would be a little bit concerned because it's going to be a straight shootout between for two spaces. 
for, for like between six teams at the moment. Yeah. If you look at it that way, it's a straight shootout. Yeah. Yep. No, it's um, going to be hectic. Shout out there to Dia in the comments. We noticed that love, and we appreciate that love. Obviously, the next one we need to be looking at is you got yourself the Red Devils. Like I said, not so much of a, a good evening there for for them on Saturday, or was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think, but I think got the result wrong Sunday. there. But we, you know, oh, so the result are. looks wrong. Hey, yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> no, we we'll, we'll amend that ASAP. But Wonga, take us away. Yeah. What do you think happened in this game? Because we all predicted Man United victory. Yeah, um, in fact, I watched the game, and um, yo, every every goal that. Every time Villa scored, I thought, okay, you know, they scored the first goal, and I thought, um, yeah, no, Man United will still come back. You know, it's uh, maybe they've just unsettled them. Um, no, it's not a problem. They'll come back, and they didn't. Um, to be honest, yeah. you know, the and many many people, I think, you know, the the question I think the the Man United fans are asking themselves, and I also kind of asked, I don't know, I don't know what's happening, but the Ronaldo, you know, it always be looked at because you know. I mean, of what happened, and now he's playing. But now they need the goals, and they you know, he's him. not scoring. They're not captain. Yeah, no, they did. He was a captain. Yeah, yeah. they also I captain mean, they him. Yeah. Captain him long ago. They did what they yeah. did with him, and now it's captain. Do you not think yeah. that sends mixed messages, though? <laughs> it's, it's weird what's happening. Yeah, and all the all the, the the so what it looks like now, you know, it's like what it what it, from the outside, you know, it looks like. Um, you know, Ronaldo threw a tantrum, and then everyone's like, you know, that child, you know, in the shop that throws a tantrum, and then. You just like okay, okay, okay. You just give him the sweet, so he just keeps quiet. You know, that's what it looks like um, happened. You know, from the outside, if you're looking at it, and that's what I've seen from most of the fans that are complaining about the situation is that, oh, look, you know, he's just throwing attention, and now, you know, now he's he's, he's gotten he started the past a uh, couple of games after his um, suspension, and now they've um, gone up and they've kept uh, they've captained him as well. You know, so it's. From the outside, again, I say it looks it looks concerning. I, I still don't do not doubt the guy's capability, but I, I but many United fans. I'm talking from trying to think from their perspective. They 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 are doubting. You know, they are they are doubting, and um, they have reason to too as well because I mean, Aston Villa is a team they should have beaten. You know, and he did come. He did have an opp- I think he had one clear opportunity. You can call it clear. It was a header, um, and he did not manage to put it in the back of the net. But them playing as a team, um, I just don't know. I mean, they were, they were defending Wallet. I mean, these past few games, and then this 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 Sunday, they didn't they didn't look like making the Man United um, that I was watching. It just it's looked like, like things were falling. Nugget. It looked like they were going back to I the beginning again. Yeah, though, and yeah? yes. Now you see, that's what I forget. Bruno Fernandez, yes, he got that yellow card, um, and maybe he was a difference. It, it could have been because you know, sorry, Claude. Yeah, yeah, go. You know when they you know when they were playing um, the the week before they were playing the um, the Europa League, and I the way they were playing they were every time they got the ball in the middle Eriksson Bruno Fernandes they were trying to hit the ball over the defense for the strikers to come in to to yeah. come in and um, and uh, and you know give headers and that that for me works very well for Ronaldo you know that's all he wants he just wants deliveries. But in that game, they, it was hardly happening. The crosses were coming. They weren't trying to get balls in from the middle. They were literally trying to cross on the wing if they managed to get a few in. But it, nothing was going to um, the designated man, which was Ronaldo. Another thing I would have... I don't know if... Uh, I don't follow Man United that much, but Anilanga, for me, is a dangerous player. I would play that guy weak. I know they, they're playing um, Gurinchao now. or I don't know what no, sure his name yeah. is. Yeah. Elanga for me still starts before him. I can't lie to you. 
Um, he looks more threatening. Um, and when he came on, the runs he was making in there, he almost got one in, but he just, uh, I think the first touch let him, uh, let him down. But I don't know what the many other fans say about it, but for me, definitely, I would start, I would, if I'm starting Ronaldo, I'll definitely play Alanga next to him. Um, Alanga, Rashford, Ronaldo, I think that's okay. that'll get your results in the match. They need a striker. Yeah. I think that's the biggest. Uh, I think they need a. You, I mean, Nick, you've been, you've been singing Ronaldo's praises week in, week out. They've got, like I said, 18 goals all season, and they're not getting goals out of Ronaldo. Why, Nick? What do you do here? What, what's going on? You're saying they need a striker. Well, I can only imagine. I can only imagine that you know Ronaldo scored all those goals last year because they were playing a style of football that potentially suited him better. Um, uh, uh, Eric Ten Hag's come in where it's uh, it's it's more of a demanding, you know, style of football uh, from every for 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 everyone in the starting eleven. So he can't just be a mercenary up upstairs um, or at the top of the field waiting for the ball to score goals. So potentially that hasn't worked in his favour. I don't think the fact that he never even had a, a proper preseason has helped him. Um, and you know, I think I think he's just stunk the place out, to be honest with you. Um, or if it's not him stinking the place out, I think it's Eric Ten Hag and or the person who's making decisions at the top, because I don't think this should have. I don't think this should have. Um, I don't think this should have. This should have gone as 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 long as it it, it has. You know, he didn't mm. go to Australia. That was the first red flag. Like, yeah, he didn't go on their preseason tour. Like. Get the guy out of the club. He doesn't want to be yep. there. The, the the coach probably doesn't want him or he's not going to be the main man. You know, I, I think Man United have their, their, themselves to blame. Um, and I think, yeah. you know, I don't know. Ronaldo probably should just get on with it. But I don't know. I don't know. It's, I, agree it's big, I do think Ronaldo deserves respect because of what he's done in the game. But yeah. I also just think that Man United again have proven that they can't deal with these these situations. They, yeah. they spend poorly. They don't know how to manage their players. They give contracts to 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 Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and random appointment in Rolf Ragnick. And I don't know. It's just a fucking, it's a weird situation there. It's a it's a big club. With I mean, okay, but let's let's but let's let's just focus on the situation on the weekend, right? So to your point, they didn't handle the man the Ronaldo situation really well in terms of you're right. They should have kicked him out before the season started. They gave Ten Hag this issue to deal with. Seemingly to on leave. paper, yeah, they should have let him do that. Yeah. He wanted to do that. Well, Ronaldo they was gave a hard him the situation. They literally just yeah, said, okay, Ten Hag, it's your problem. Yeah. But but Ten Hag, he wanted to deal with it, or he didn't want to deal with it. He has dealt with it, but now he's kind of undermined himself. By treating him the yeah, way he's treated he's, and then making him captain and then starting him. He suspends yeah. him. He's, he, he suspends him. He trains Which was cool. Everyone, everyone, no one had No, no, no. no. He that. suspends that, him. He, no, but, then, but then the next thing, he's training with the first team again. He's on the bench. Yeah. The next game, he's starting and he's captain. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Exactly. This is yeah. time to throw. That's, that's what it looks like. Imagine you a player in that dressing room, a young player in that dressing room, thinking, what the fuck is going on here? Like, you know, yeah, I have yeah, no yeah. idea. I have no idea. But but we got um, we got someone here, a new a new viewer, Dane Gaming zero three zero five says, if you're an older, what do you have to do to have a good career ender? And I've got I've got I've got an answer. I don't know what you guys think about the answer to that question. It's the World Cup. 
Thank you, Wonga Denga. You got your answer, Dane. Jets, we're going to move on from the Man United situation, and we're going to cover the next team, the team that uh, is more, more specific to someone at the bottom of our screen here. <laughs> These oh, yeah. buzzing horses here. <laughs> I mean, Nick, what's going on here, boy? Four, another, some more four goals there, just. And all of a sudden, your boy gets called up to the England squad, which, by the way, we will be talking about the World Cup uh, English squad yeah, later. Sure. Nah, uh, Guys, obviously... but before you start, Nick, whoa, whoa, wait, wait. I've said it every single time, Oaks. <laughs> Since last year, I said, Oaks, if you ever make a bet, good odds, go to Newcastle to score two goals. I've always said this. Yeah, Since yeah. those guys last year, and I literally, it's keeping it true. I think the biggest thing for me is just the period since Eddie Howe's taken over this yeah. last year. He's achieved seventy-one points. That's comfortable in a Champions League spot. How do you know? You're right. So, so, you know, he's got seventy-one points just this year in 2022, and they and still the team he has Luke. three games. And he's left. But he's come the team he has big. He's already saying dream big, Nick. You're getting scared. He's saying dream big. Go along with him on the ride, yeah. Yeah. With I'll the team like he has. To, so, so he's very cool, calm, and collected in his interviews, and he and he doesn't like to answer the questions about are we in a in a chase for the Champions League. But you know that's yeah. also mind games. So I think he is quite clever in the yeah. sense where he potentially he potentially my screen is flashing. Sorry, guys. He's potentially maybe just trying to cover himself if it doesn't happen, but. Surely, in their technical team meetings, the coaching staff they saying, Fuck, "We're in this now." You know? <laughs> by Christmas, yeah. by Christmas, we're gonna be in a we're gonna be in a a, a top four spot. You know, that's like no, the turn of I the mean, season. Right? Really, so, I mean, the gossip column, the gossip column, they've already set aside eighty million pounds in Jan, just in case he needs to go get out, whatever he needs to go get out. Eighty million pounds, just casually waiting. That was, I mean. That must be lovely as a manager to go. I mean, you got Klopp on the other hand saying, hey, we can't compete with these guys. you got Eddie Howe, to your point. He's achieved 70-something points in the, in the case of the year. Now they're going, hey, you know what? You're doing well. He has an extra so-and-so just to go spend that. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> and, and it'll be interesting It'll be interesting to see what they, they go and do. I'm, I'm sure he's got a keen eye on, on the World Cup. But knowing Eddie Howe and his, his, his scouting team and, and coaching staff, They've got they've got targets from like since he's taken over. I think they they like they yeah. really track the progress of these players. So it's not going to be based on someone scoring five or six goals in the World Cup. It's going to be based on like months and months of tracking of these players. So I just like the way he, we've been doing things, um, and it's a complete opposite to what we've experienced. So I think it's refreshing in that well, Nick, sense. If, if if they are going to go out and get a one player, one player in Jan. That can make the difference or elevate the team just a little bit to cement, yeah. to concrete, add that, get that fourth spot to cross the line. Who would that one player be? Yeah, I think would be a goal-scoring midfielder, uh, a, a number ten of some sorts. Um, hey, to, Coutinho is to... chilling at Aston Villa, just in case yeah. you. So you listen, know? you've got, you've got, you've got Jolinton who plays as a, I would call it an eight and a half, but he plays as a ten. But he's more of a, <laughs> the, the dynamic cruncher, enforcer in yeah. the midfield. Um, Bruno's Bruno can play six, eight, or ten, but you know, if you get a top class number ten, you're gonna find a spot for Bruno in a deeper area. Um, and that just adds depth. You know, we, we played the Carabao Cup last night and unfortunately we don't have much depth. You know, we've we've got yeah. much better depth than what we've had in the past. Um, but I do think 
with Isa coming back, say maximum coming back, and then you add another midfielder. I do think we need two players. I think we need a left-sided um, winger, um, and I think we need a midfielder. That's if if that would be at the top of my my agenda. Your wish list, and you haven't gone looking. That's mm-hmm. fine. Eddie Howell's not going to call you for that, but he, he counts on your support. Wonga Denga, when you're looking at this, I mean, poor Newcastle. Not poor Newcastle. Newcastle went there and got poor Ralph Ragnick fired. I mean, making Liverpool's <laughs> life easier this weekend. But, I mean, eh? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not I mean, Ralph Ragnick. It's Houston Hartle. Yeah, oh, Houston yeah, Hartle. My yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those, two yeah names. With you, Those are two names that confuse on the show. Yeah, Houston Hartle. I forgot. Z. I didn't pronounce yeah, it correctly. Houston Hartle. Nathan. I don't Jones know what Southampton's plans are, but... Huh? Yeah. No, they just no, they right. just got a manager from uh, Luton. Luton's head coach, um, Nathan Jones, has just taken over. Yep. Oh, I see. Yeah, look, I, 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 maybe they've been looking at it a long time. Um, but yeah, I mean, Newcastle, I would not, I mean, I don't think it comes off that decision. Newcastle are a team that's flying, you know. Um, to have beaten them would have been... <laughs> Uh, one heck of achievement for 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 Southampton, um, but yeah, I mean, look, uh, I'm enjoying Newcastle at the moment. Uh, sure, I mean, the times of wasn't even long ago. I mean, Steve Bruce. I mean, Newcastle, you write them off every single time. I mean, what the heck? I you even wonder how they got their supporters. <laughs> you know, the way they were playing. <laughs> you know, how do you support them? But no, I'm, not I, I'm sure. pretty I'm sure. Not too sure if you guys watched the game, but it was probably one of our poorer performances of the season. Eddie Howe actually alluded to it. He said, "Listen, that was." In terms of performance, probably one of our poorest. But the fact that we could still score four goals and win the game proves that there's something there, you know. The team knows how exactly. to get results. So, yeah. And you know, Claudio, think- there's games when you won the, when, won the Premier League, you know, towards the end after COVID, you guys were just getting the job done. It was like almost like um, the guys were programmed. You know, just get the three points. Well, that's the, that's the place exactly. they want to be. That's exactly where you want to yeah. be, where sometimes you yeah. can turn up as a fan and you're watching it and you know, this is a shit game, but the result's yeah. going to be there. And you go, well, I'll take but, that. And that, that's a good yeah. place to be. And you see, like, that's, that's the thing with what Eddie Howe has done. That's why I say, like Nick is saying, 71 points. And it's straight, it's straight from Steve Bruce. There's no one in between, no new signings. It is straight <laughs> from Steve Bruce. I, I, okay, yes, you got uh, your, your Bruno covering in, no, no, but I mean, he's spent, look, he that's, spent that's fine. Let's also not shy away from the fact that he has spent a little bit. Okay, but exactly that he's got in there with an empty pocket. But no, listen, look, listen, we have spent. To be fair, we've spent. We we're not even in the top six for spending, eh? So just but you see, be clear. I'm not saying. I'm not look, comparing him. Yeah, but look, I'm just you, you can't. I mean, what does Wood do without food on his plate? Is what nah, I'm saying. No, he's got Trippier. He's got uh, the Bruno. I would you really count when he played yesterday? He didn't do. Didn't but what do I would much. say, and like I just but, to agree with Honga, in the, in in our last performances, we had um, from the era of of uh, Steve Bruce, we still had Joe Willock, we still had Sean Longstaff, we still had Callum Wilson, we still had Almer. Jacob Murphy, and we still had Almiron. So, you know, that was just the last game. So. You know, yes, he's he's changed the whole backline um, and, and goalkeeper, which we probably needed to. Um, but uh, sorry, he had Fabian Schur as well. So six out of eleven players. You know, it's not it's not terrible. You know, Steve no, Bruce still not. had tools. He still had tools. Yes, but yeah, Steve Bruce is. Well, the we're, gonna, we're gonna talk but about my the biggest, other guys. My biggest worry, guys. Yeah? My biggest worry is if England fail at this World Cup, 
I don't see any other coach that they can go for other than Eddie Howe. To be to be <laughs> very frank. And you know that that is, is, uh, that, is, that, is my, that is my biggest worry. And because you know, as a manager, how do you how do you what give do you mean up? Thomas Tuchel's thrown his name into the ring. He's already come out saying he'll take the job. That's just, but he just fights with everyone. Do you think they're going to give a German the job? It would be <laughs> funny if a German won the World Cup for England. Imagine that. Yeah, that would be slightly. <laughs> anyway, gents, yeah, we're going to move over to the next team, and that is my beloved side. <laughs> Oh, I haven't yeah, seen them in a while. Every time I look at the log, it's the you know, top half. And uh, I just wonder, see the top half. I the top while, it's, while you're up there because the <laughs> ball is... Uh, it can be quick, sir. I'll just ask me. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we're going to just touch on this game. I don't know if... The, did the two of you watch this game by any chance? No, I would not. I did not watch this Liverpool You didn't game. watch it, Nick? Uh, it? I did watch it. Oh, no, I did I see. Yeah, no, I saw I parts of it. Pieces. I, I did think... I, I did think... Yes. I suppose, again... Uh, they they start the game in the second half, and I think they actually had a couple of decent chances in the second half. Um, but I do think Liverpool were the better team all in all. Um, but it looks like Liverpool get really g'd up for the big games, and then the smaller yes. games they seem to they seem to. Is it an element of complacency? I don't know. I think it's um, I think it's something that firstly is entrenched in their DNA because before Klopp came in, that's what they were good at, the big games and terrible in the smaller games. So they always showed up for that. So that they're not afraid of. I do think a lot of the players are cognizant of the fact that the World Cup is around the corner. And I think I, I spoke about this a bit last week in a sense that you're going, well, the reason they did well in the Champions League up to this point is because they were still competitive in the Champions League and there's still something to get out of it. In the Premier League, they've started slow and it just feels like it's been an uphill battle. And, you know, they haven't been able to get the car firing, so to speak. So they've jumped, been jump-starting it. And I think this World, uh, World Cup <coughs> is a welcome break because it gives them time to switch off. And then they can come back fully focused for the rest of the season. So that is the benefit side. But I think when we look at the game in particular, Liverpool came out that first off to the point, Nick. Yeah, they worked better. They got their two goals. They wrapped it up. And then they hung on to it. So, yes, Spurs came out firing second half. But it was also Liverpool were sitting deep and waiting for the counter-attack. And it always gets tricky in that mm. second half when you are welcoming an account, uh, when you are welcoming the, the opposing side to attack you, you're always going to have an opportunity to, to counter and you're going to have one or two moments. And Salah had a moment and after that moment, you knew, oh, it's just going to be a bit trickier. They've got to really lock down our full defense because they didn't take that chance that they could have killed the game off. And it just gave Spurs a little bit more, you know, impetus to go forward. But in the end, I mean, the conversation has really got to be had about Conte and them getting booed at half time and then going, Exactly what I said before Conte came in. No one was happy with Mourinho, but now they've got a second-grade Mourinho in there, and now they're still not happy. And they got knocked out of the English Cup last night, so what are they going to win? What is there to win for Spurs? They signed Conte mm. as the man to win trophies, but what trophies are going to win this season? Nah, he's, and he's, huh. I, just, I just hear excuses, excuses, excuses all the time. Yeah. You know, his excuses were very similar to, to what he was, you know, to, 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 to what he was saying against when, when he lost against Newcastle, but then he just words them differently when he loses the next game. And now I, I heard yesterday he's like, uh, we lost the game because it's impossible to play so many games in so many days. And I'm like, bro, everyone has to do it. Like, <laughs> I do understand. Yeah. Like, he plays Kane, he plays Kane, and he says, no, Kane was fatigued, Kane was tired. But then why did you play the player last night? In a result that you're going to lose. So I think he's also struggling. I think he's been put in a situation he's never found himself before. 
In a situation where the yeah, club and he's is actually give, struggling. He's got to give answers. <laughs> yeah. And the players that he's got aren't as good as the ones he's had previously. Yeah, he's got one or two really great ones. And also, uh, Pum's commented on the Chelsea injuries. I know Liverpool have had their injuries. Spurs, you know, Kulisevsky is a massive player for Spurs. Uh, Son, yeah, massive huge. player. These are two players that kind of, arguably, you would say, if Newcastle and Arsenal had the same sort of luck when it came to injuries, they probably would, wouldn't be sitting up there with regards to their key players. So, you know, that's, that's one point where you can look at from a Spurs perspective. But I think um, you've got... And Pumas, we're going we're gonna to speak about this English lineup, but he's already coming out saying, how does Dyer make the team after that rubbish he dished out against Liverpool? That's a fair thing. But with regards to Virgil van Dijk, gentlemen, I know he's, he's asking the question, can Virgil defend? And I, before I answer anything, what, what do you two think? Can Virgil defend? Yeah, I think, I think Virgil is a top-class uh, uh, defender, and he showed that. I don't know what's happening now. Uh, maybe you'll know a bit more, Claude, because uh, I'll be honest with you, um, when I see a Liverpool team failing, I get excited. I don't really analyze much about it. I'm just happy that the goals are going in. <laughs> I'm being honest. I'm being honest. I'm just happy the goals are going yeah. in. Um, but yeah, and the Liverpool have been changing it a lot, that, um, that combination, you know, at the back. So I don't, I don't know, and I never watched the game, so maybe you're referring to something particular. And I mean, look, I mean, like, I'll just go back to like a William Saliba. He's been defending well uh, this, um, um, this, this, this um, Premier League campaign. But uh, come yesterday, they changed his, um, his partner and, and I mean, the other two guys as well. And the whole defense, you know, fell apart. Exactly. I mean, we ended up... Nail on the head there, but, yeah. man. There we go. That's a nail on the head. I mean, that's, it's something he's mm. been forced with. The only thing consistent, Pums, when you're looking at it and you're saying, can he defend? He's the only centre-half who is a permanent fixture in that starting lineup. So it's always easier to have two good centre-backs to get that relationship, get that partnership. And that's something that hasn't been consistent for him for many reasons this season. Plus, you know, the whole team has been underperforming. So then obviously when goals are scored, it's always easier to look at the defenders. It's always easier to look at, you know, the, the goalkeeper, so to speak. People tend to forget about the attackers missing one or two opportunities and it always gets focused there. So, yes, yeah, a lot of pressure. But I think he's also had, to be fair, this is what I think, and I think he's had his eye on the World Cup and he didn't want to pick up any injuries. It's not an excuse. But it is something mm. coming from when you've come from a serious knee injury and you've come back and you know the World Cup's around the corner, that is a bit of a priority. And that's the stuff up with this World, this World Cup being placed the way it's been placed with regards to Qatar. Um, Jason's saying Nick probably thinks the sales is better. <laughs> Jason's just an idiot. Um, <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, I, 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 my, my feeling towards the defence of Chal um, of Liverpool, I, I don't think they've got enough protection in front. To be honest, I've, I think I've said it to you already, Claudia. I think you're lacking in yeah. the midfield, and I think the the engine room of Liverpool when you guys won the league was so intense. Um, your pressing from the front was so intense that it almost made it a lot easier for the back line to, to do what they do. Um, so, obviously, they're a bit more exposed in other areas of the field, which naturally makes your back line exposed. So, I don't, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a world-class defender. Um, I think Klopp just has to sort out what's in front of him, to, to be honest with you. And hopefully, for your sake, you can get a little bit of money, uh, money to spend and, and those reinforcements can come in. Well, yeah, let's talk about what's in front of for Klopp. He's come out saying he's not worried about FSG putting Liverpool up for sale. Wonga, what are your initial thoughts when you, when you saw this? 
Yeah, I'm not trying to figure out, I mean, why. I mean, they're on a good... Uh, okay. I mean, yeah, the team has done well since, I mean, the, the, the guys have come in. But maybe then that's, if you think about it, that's probably... Uh, Jason, that's probably dream it. on. Please just tell Jason, Bellingham is not coming. Claudio even admitted <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> when did I admit it? I said it was, it's going to be a tough shot, but you never know just what's going to happen. Apparently, he's never pulled, pulled in front of the conversations. You know, it's all about Klopp sending a big hug. Maybe he sent a personal hug in a box there. You know, like one of those miniature versions of him that gives him a hug saying, hey, come to the club. Although that might be a bit creepy, but it might be something he's into. Who yeah. knows? Wonga, where were you? Look, I think I think maybe, I mean, if it's just business for them, then um, it, it does make sense. You know, Liverpool or what they, 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 were, they, they were league winners. They definitely, I mean, compared to what they were before, they are they back to what they were in the past in terms of uh, best in Europe because now they've actually clinched that league title. Um, and now you, you would say, I mean, they've got Jürgen Klopp, one of the best managers in the world as, as their manager. You would say that, you know, they've reached their peak of the powers, you know. Um, do they go back up there again? And I think maybe they're just trying to get, um, I would say they probably valued more than, I, I never looked at it, but they definitely probably valued more than what they were um, when uh, yeah. these, these so guys at the moment, so they bought the club, they bought the club for 300 million pounds. They haven't taken, they're not like the Glazers taking dividends or anything. They 300 million pounds? Yeah, that's how much they bought Liverpool for. They haven't taken any money out of the club, but they've obviously spent a lot in terms of whatever the club's made, generated the money, and they've built the new stand. They're um, developing the other stand. They've obviously rebuilt up the academy as well as spending the players that they've sold, uh, spending the money that they've sold in the players and bought new players, the likes of, you know, Van Dijk, Allison, and, and, and. But now they're sitting at the point where they're going to sell the club for, or the asking price at least is at least 4.5 billion. So that's, that's mm-hmm. a healthy or prospective um, sort of profit. And when you're looking at these guys going, we've set up this money ball approach, you know, something that's very successful in the, the US. We've come now here to the Premier League. The Saudis have come in and bought Newcastle. We already know how Man City are, are, are playing the game and PSG and the likes of. There's no, they were banking on the financial fair plays, were these owners. Um, and they're not getting that. So now they're going, okay, well, we've seen what's happened to this club. It's a quick drop-off. And now to yeah. all of a sudden be competitive, Jason mentioning Jude Bellingham, a player Jude Bellingham, Wonga, you were here last week saying 130 million pounds are going to be a bargain for Jude Bellingham, Bellingham. And these are the sort of prices that have escalated and where the benchmark is for these prices because of this oil money. So they've come yeah. in going, well, we don't really want to be spending that money. Um, we had a good place to, to sell that and get possibly someone else because this isn't going to be regulated and it's only going to inflate even more. So the likes exactly. of your Newcastles and Man City's, and that's where they are. So, I mean, I suppose it makes sense. But from a Liverpool perspective, I don't think many Liverpool fans can complain. I know a lot of guys don't like FSG and 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 because they've said they've let them get to the point they've got it into now. But the fact of the matter is, it's arguably one of Liverpool's most successful periods in their history to date. At least it is within the Premier League area alone. So they can't be too upset. And I think it's going to be a tricky situation where, yes, uh, Jason, again, talking about oil money, but you don't know what kind of oil money is going to come in or who's going to run that. Is it going to be better, really? So I think the best case scenario would be them getting investors to give them a little bit more money, to well, let them run the so they can spend. That is an that's option, yes. Option. But the, and I think, isn't that's that the their, option? I would, their I would primary, but isn't that their primary option? I think their primary option when I read their statement was they welcome in they welcome in potential investors. But now I'm reading a lot of different conflicting stories that 
there's brochures going out to, to different um, bankers and um, auditing firms where they sort of determining the value of the, of the club uh, to sell the club outright. So I don't know what, do you, what if you could give us some clarity on what, what is what are they actually looking for? Because it seems as though they're open so to initially. To initially, that, that that's what my thought was. My thought was going, okay, cool. They're going to look for investors because they're doing a good job here. But I'm thinking realistically, they don't want to be part of this game anymore because they can't play this game. The game they know really well is the US game, the money ball game, the game that they're already involved in from a baseball perspective and a hockey perspective. And now, now so they to speak, buy an NBA allegedly, team. NBA team as well as a possible, yeah. um, what's the other one? It's NBA and um, in, uh, the, NFL. NFL. So those are two franchises yeah. apparently that they're going to be opening up. So apparently they want to take this money that they collect from here and buy one of those franchises. And to me, as a business person, when I'm looking at it, that makes more sense for them than to stay at Liverpool and go, cool, I'm going to keep trying to compete with this. Whereas at least they know how to manage that and they're all there. Yeah. So that's all of a sudden where I go. Initially, when I read the reports, I'm like, oh, that makes sense because they're going to get more money. They're going to be able to help buy the players that he wants and then they can keep moving forward. And then when I've read these other things, I'm going, well, that doesn't make sense. They want out. And they're just putting feelers out there. So, like, I mean, Jason, Jason, Jason says, saying, I agree with him. Yeah, what does he say? He says, probably at the highest valuation, sell before Klopp's contract expires and we need to rebuild. Exactly. And they can hmm. see, and he has, the, he has the thing. They haven't taken any money out of the club, but the rebuild already, if you're just talking Jude Bellingham, is 100 million. That's for one player. So realistically, when we're looking Goodness at it, me. you're going to need two or three of these players. So how much is that? It's going to be the same price for what they bought the club. 300 million for three good yeah. players. It takes long to so, get that back. Mm. Yeah, it does. It does. I think also Chelsea being sold for the amount of money they get, got sold for probably turned their heads. The Liverpool owners saying, well, <laughs> you know, if, if Chelsea can go for this amount, what can Liverpool go for? Let's, let's just cash in and get out of here. But I, yeah. I just don't think it's as simple as just selling outright. I think it might be a longer process. So, I mean, Jason talking about the Arabs coming in and, and buying outright, it, it might not be as simple as that. It might be, you know, for the next year, year and a bit that they get investors to continuously help them run the club um, and invest to keep them to the point to where they're potentially challenging for trophies. And then maybe the sale will eventually follow through maybe 12 months from now, 18 months from now. I don't know, Claudio, I don't know if you agree with me. Yo, I'm back, guys. I'm back, I'm back. He kind of goes to eighth position and he's deteriorated. I literally just, I just, I just spoke for like five minutes directed at you asking you a question. You never heard yeah. it. <laughs> what did you say? No, all in all, I'm saying I don't think it's as easy uh, as Liverpool just selling the club in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think it might take no. a little bit longer. Therefore, therefore, the the opportunity for investors to come in is probably the likely, more likely possibility for the right now situation. Uh, so, like Jason's saying there, that that bring the Arab money, and I don't think a sale will go through right now. So I think that yeah, yeah but to... also the Arab money that there's very few and far between. I think realistically, when we're yeah. looking at the candidates there, there's the only real possibility are the Dubai group, which tried to buy the yeah. club back in 2010. Um, but apparently, when they were, when they inquired about it and they said, "Cool, well, that's fine. Let's let's put money on the table and let's legitimize the money and see the books," they weren't able to produce 
those sort of records. So that's where the yeah. deal falls short. Um, so it's, it's probably likely that they're going to keep it within the, the American consortiums and see who, who wants to come in there and invest and possibly take over or like, like a Todd Bowley sort of situation. Yeah, so that's, I also think, that's, I think American, American is more likely. American is more likely. American yeah, investment. That's, that's, that's sitting. Right, gents, we're going to talk World Cup right now. And obviously the news, we know teams are coming out with their selections and your boy, Nick, Gareth Southgate, your team, has come out with his, his squad list. Wonga, I don't know if you've seen the squad. And or... I saw this going to announce it today, but I never saw the squad, to be honest with so you. So he has Yeah, I've seen it. I never saw it. I was still... I... A couple of question marks, but probably probably the right squad. Probably okay. the right squad. So we're just going to... We're just going to share my screen quickly. Just give me a second, and then we can discuss this. So, Wonga Denga, there you have it. We're looking at end goals. You've got Jordan Pickford, which is expected. I think the goalkeepers are pretty standard. Am I right, Nick? You've got Pickford, Pope, yeah. Ramsdale. Those are three good names they covered there. I think those are three good goalkeepers. Defenders, the first name there, right back. For me, I'm hugely disappointed by this. Alexander Arnold being in there. I wanted the man to stay at home, just practice his one-on-one -on -one defending, learn. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all I wanted him to do, to be honest. Um, so you got Connor Cody in there. You got Eric Dyer. Based on Pumza's comments, saying yes, the man's not in form. Why is he here? Harry Maguire is in the squad. Luke Shaw, John Stones, Karen Trippier, Kyle Walker, and Ben White. So I think Ben White is completely justified. Kyle Walker's injured, so it is a bit of a risk. Um, midfielders, you got Bellingham, no-brainer. You got Conor Gallagher. You got Jordan Henderson. Played any football this season? I don't know. You got Declan Jordan Rice. Phillips. Yep. And then you've got up front. You got Phil Foden. You got Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, James Madison, Marcus Rashford, Saka, Sterling, and of course Wilson. Right, gentlemen. Oh, Wilson. Wilson. Callum. Wow, oh, that's good. That's good to hear. Yeah, I think no, I think, I think the, the one that the one that stands out, the two that actually stand out is Conor Gallagher making the team. Um I thought uh, listen, I do think he's a he's a great player. I thought he would have needed to stay at, at Crystal Palace to potentially get a get a chance because he's been a bit part player at, at Chelsea. But he's worked with Conor Gallagher through the age group. So I do think potentially you know, he sees something that, that possibly we don't. I don't think Jordan Henderson should be there, but I do think from a leadership point of view, him and Maguire are probably in the squad for that specific reason. Although I think Harry Maguire will start. Calvin Phillips, I'm scratching my head. He's played 56 minutes this season. 56 minutes. I, I just don't understand it, um, to oh, be honest. Yeah, how does he make it? Um, and then the, the, the comment that... Um, that was just said by by Pums um, Tomori from AC Milan just won the Serie A um, and, and when I look at the defenders I do think there is a place for him there um, yeah 100% in, in potentially uh, Harry Maguire um, replacement but yeah all in all, it's it's not a it's not a bad team. Um, I do think Reese James obviously fell short. He would have probably been here, um, and Ben Ch um, uh, Ben Chilwell, uh, also from Chelsea, unfortunately, um, oh, is out. I mean, but uh, Jason, Jason's talking about an injury-prone striker. Um, 
<laughs> Injury prone striker. Okay. Um, he's he he had one injury last year, and he's had a couple of injuries when he was at Bournemouth. So I'm not too sure what you're talking about. But yeah, he's had his his issues. But he's there. I don't know. I, I don't know. Do you have any English strikers uh, there, Jason? Um, I wonder if you. Could I mean, so, so Nick, just just on the Pumza's comment saying Southgate doesn't watch Serie A. I mean, of course, Tammy Abrams the shout. That's the one everyone was expecting. And then the other one is the the centre half. I mean, how is Tamori not in the squad when you're looking? He's playing week in week out. He's doing the job at AC Milan, and you've got the last. Uh, I think I think I think Tammy's Tammy's a tricky one because Tammy had a great season last season, and from what I understand, is he struggled this year uh, or this specific season. Um, so. If you are choosing a striker based on form, and yeah, yeah, but hang on, Nick. But he says that that's he legitimately why. says that Southgate no, he says does it for he's specific positions. He does it for yeah. specific positions, so but he how, doesn't but, do it for I mean, Harry Maguire. Look how, but look, look how that sounds in the media, in the eyes of the no, media, 100%. where you got you come up and 100%. say, "I'm picking this player because he's on, he's in form," but then you. Or in the other positions, I know James James Madison squeaked in there. Um, because of his form this season, yeah, but you can't leave him out. You literally can't leave him out. For me, for me, I think you can find, and and this is no disrespect to to you, Claudio, but I think you can find a better replacement for Jordan Henderson and a better replacement for Harry Maguire. And I'm saying specifically yeah. football ability, football ability. Please, they could but, have, they shouldn't have taken Trent either. I would have been happy yeah. with all the Liverpool players being at home. Yeah, to be honest. but I think Trent. I think personally, Trent. Not in this, a uh, Trent's in the squad because Reese James fell out. I, I don't think he makes it if Reese James is available. Um, but if it's based on pure football ability, they both fall out. Um, but I do think they are there specifically for the leadership group that he's created, and it's it's quite widely known, um, within the English media that he's got a, 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 a leadership group which is headed up by, by Jordan Henderson, Maguire. Um, the likes of um, uh, uh, who's, uh, Carl Walker, Trippier, um, and, and 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 Harry Kane. So I don't know. I think I, I do understand what you know when you say he's he, it's, he's got double standards. He speaks about picking players on form, but there's also a fine line where you can't really break up your leadership group. But in essence, you can because they're playing poorly. Or they're not good enough. I mean, all, what, so, Nick, so, all I'm thinking, know. all I'm thinking though, is if I'm Harry Maguire, I'm literally praying to Santa Maria saying, thank you so much that Gareth Southgate thinks I'm his son because I haven't played any football this whole season. And I'm going to go does out does Harry there Maguire I'm... start? Does he start but, though? This is my maybe thing. He's just, am... Maybe he's just there for, the, for, the, for, for that role that he could potentially play. So then who starts? Who? For me, I, like, I, don't, I think that, that term could be used loosely because I... I don't think it really matters because I think he's going to pick the same team that played in the final against against Italy, and the only change will be Bellingham for Calvin Phillips. Um, I say Maguire starts. If it was if it was up to me, I would have um, I would have uh, in the middle. I would have Carl Walker on the left. I would have Stone. Sorry, I would have Stones in the middle. I would have Carl Walker and Ben White either side of him if he's playing a three. I would personally not play a three. I would play a four. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I would potentially go with Trippier. Um, uh, sorry, Trippier, Carl Walker, Stones, and Luke Shaw. If not that, Carl Walker at right back, 
Trippier at left back and then Ben White and uh, Stones in the middle. That would be my... But Stones is not great either, so it's it's, it's yeah. a little bit tricky. Mm, I agree with you. Yeah. I don't know. Who would you guys choose? I mean, first and <laughs> foremost, we, we know what he's not going to do, and he's not going to change his formation, even though his team's arguably stronger in the midfield than up front than it is at defense at this moment in time. So I would do that, but I mean... I don't really like. I'm just curious because there's a lot of conversation here. Wonga Dingo, do we really think this team's going to get to the semi-finals at the at the like at the maximum? Dude, the best they can do, Wonga, really. They they they, they can. Cause I think they would. They they they're capable of it. Um, I mean, look, this I mean, squad. it's like a Jude Billingham. A Jude Billingham. I think. I'm mean, look. I'm looking at just the names there. I think they they can do it. They, if they play the right people, no one gets. No one gets injured. They've got a Sako who's uh, doing well. Grealish, Madison. I think Madison looks hardly. Wilson looks hungry as well. That's, um, that same squad but, though got to a final twelve months ago. Right? Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they, I think they but can. But they, they've, got, they've got it in them. But based on form, I think what you're saying, Claudio, it's true though. Like based on form, defense. can they do it? But the World Cup is seven games. So if they play a, a proper tournament-style football, you know, this is yeah. when you need like a Mourinho to come in the building and say, "Hey, listen." You know how how um, uh, Jake White did with uh, um, Eddie Jones, bringing in like a master just in the background to to assist the group. You know, I would yeah. I, if I was in Gareth Southgate's shoes, I would get a tournament master to come here and navigate seven games. That's all you need to do. You don't even have to win all of the seven games. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a fair point. Did you guys see how Mourinho's handled his latest his latest um, case of mutiny on his books? Uh-uh. No. He's come out saying, there's a player, he's done something there at Roma, and he's like, look, I had 15 great players. They all showed commitment, but one was really poor. He needs to find a new club. I'm not going to mention any names, but in January, he's looking for a new club. (laughs) (laughs) Classic gentlemen. We're not going to do the the betting uh, corner this weekend, but we do know there's one tasty game that we can do a quick, quick fire, and that's the Newcastle game. Uh, We've got Newcastle versus Chelsea. They are at home. Wonga Denga, quick fire. Let's hear it. I say 3-1 to Newcastle. Nick? Yeah. I was. You took the words out of my mouth. I think we'll score three goals and Chelsea will probably just score. But 3-0, 3-1. But yeah, probably yeah. 3-1. Oh. Yeah. I don't think... I, Chelsea will walk away with a loss. Whatever happens, Chelsea will lose that game. That I can guarantee <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a Newcastle win, Newcastle win. I know I said we weren't going to do it, but I mean Wolves Arsenal won't get dinged. We're not even going to do that because Arsenal should go beat Wolves. Liverpool yeah. should go beat Southampton. I'm I'm assuming this is what you're all going to say. Anyway. We, we, we're not. They should. I think the other tricky one that we need to look at is the Fulham versus Man United one, and the reason why I say this Ooh, is tricky yeah. one, Man United going to Craven Cottage, tiny little Ooh. pitch. Fulham yeah. have goals in them, 23 goals this season. Man United don't have goals in them. 18 goals. I mean, I suppose the discrepancy is not that great. Uh, not that huge, but it's, you know, Fulham can score some goals and bully aside at this moment in time. Yeah. So, they, and and Man United have a couple of World Cup stars, so I don't see a Casemiro putting a leg in there. In a, in a, well, in a Ronaldo, challenge. you think he starts Ronaldo this weekend? You think Ronaldo's going to uh, want to do anything? No. He's going to be, he's going to, Ronaldo's going to catch about a flu um, around about tomorrow afternoon. So, I think he'll be out. <laughs> Right, yeah, let's, see I, the, I think, let's see the prediction there, Wonga. And then Nick, final scores there. I'll say 2-2, two, 2-2 two, two, two draw. 
Yeah, I no, think that's fair. I, I, I also see a draw. I think it will be a frustrating day out for Man United. Uh, 1-1. I'm going to say full-on victory because they're going to go for it. They've got nothing to lose. Not many of them are going to yeah. the World Cup. A lot of them yeah. are there. They, I mean, Mitrovic wants to show everyone, remind everyone what he, he does goals and bully defenders. And I think uh, Martinez is going to struggle if he does start. <laughs> Just because of his... I know everyone talks about his height and he's a great player. But Mitrovic can boss a player. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see. So I'm going to say a 2-1 victory to Fulham. Right, gentlemen, final thoughts before we head out. Yeah. It's exciting. The World Cup's coming. I'm a little bit disappointed that the momentum for Newcastle is going to be halted. But after this weekend, I'll be watching their next game at the King Power Stadium in Leicester. So I can't wait. We'll be in the top four for that. I've never watched Newcastle while they're sitting in the top four. So that will be quite exciting. It's going to be buzzing. It's going to be buzzing. Yeah. You better be sharing uh, content with us, Nick, so we can share it on our platforms. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I'm happy the World Cup's uh, coming now. Um, I am also, just like Nick cutted that, it does sort of kill momentum. We have to start basically something new next year, but we do carry on. Um, only disappointment, I heard Sadio Mane picked up, I don't know how serious it is, but Sadio Mane picked up an injury and, you know, I was rooting for Senegal to go. They still got some quality players, um, but I'm is hoping, you know, some, I don't know. There's a thing, I need to double check on that one, but they, they said he picked up an injury, I think it was yesterday or the day before when uh, Bayern Munich played. But I'm hoping they, they do something so he can actually play in the tournament because I think Senegal have a, have a good chance with the team um, that's going there. Um this uh, World Cup. I, I think, think Super Sport Supersport are also hoping that he's going because they got a massive billboard in Midrand on the N1 highway. Slightly awkward getting all that money and he doesn't play in the World Cup. No, but exactly. he has to go. Jeez, could you imagine he doesn't go? I mean, Senegal have a real chance from, I think from the African perspective, they've got the... Yeah the best chance, really. I mean, I don't know about the others, but that's the one everyone should be rooting for on the continent. Also, shout yeah. out there, Richard. You, you cross-jumping from Survivor to Premier League. I love that. You know, stick with Liverpool. We'll be all right. Don't worry. It's been some interesting times lately, but we're still in a good way. Um, yeah, Wonga, uh, did you finish your final thoughts there? Yeah, yeah, that was my final thoughts. Yeah. All right. That was well, it. Senegal. Uh, last weekend of Premier League fixtures and then it's the World Cup. We'll see everyone then for the World Cup chat. Yes. Oh, and if you haven't liked, subscribed, or told your uncle's best friend. I know uncle's pretty specific. Who else should they tell Nick? <laughs> Nick's asking uh, for something. Nick, 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 just. Claudio, <laughs> you've got you've got like you, your your um signal or your your network is like um a team that's in eighth position, very uh. unstable. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, just subscribe. <laughs> right, everyone, have a good evening. Thank you for joining us. Yes. yes.